The Memphis Grizzlies have been playing some pretty good basketball without John Morant, being able to rely on their defense as well as advantages on the hustle and in the paint. But the Grizzlies also have struggled a bit from three in the month of November. Some unique trends when it comes to the Grizzlies' ability to shoot the three and why it could be encouraging for them to get back on track from beyond the arc in the month of December. Plus, how to avoid a loss in a trap game against the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight before they go into a tough stretch against some pretty tough teams. That and much more on this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Let's go. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome once again to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Hope you're having a terrific start to your Thursday. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsACC on Twitter. You can find the show at Locked on Grizz. The podcast is free on all platforms. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. That's where we will be. And also make sure you listen, review, and subscribe. If you're a new listener, hello, welcome. If you are a loyal listener who's been here for a while, thank you for being along for the ride. Also, thanks for those who are viewing on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button below. Let's just know you enjoy the show. Let's others be able to find the show. It just makes the overall experience as best as it possibly can be. Again, my name's Sean Coleman, credentialed media member with the Grizzlies, covering the Grizzlies for over four years. I write for him over at Grizzly Bear Blues and also obviously your host here at Locked on Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. I want to also remind you of our title sponsor of the show. This show is brought to you by Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities, so start now at shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Well, of course, the thing to talk about when it comes to the Grizzlies is the fact that they have actually been playing very well despite losing John Morant on Friday night. This is probably the two best back-to-back defensive performances the Grizzlies have had all season, and they were able to play possibly their most complete offensive game of the year against the Kings, but even when they did not have their best offense on uh, Tuesday against the Raptors, they still were able to get a victory. One big reason why is because Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain were at their very best, were at very good on offense, but also the Grizzlies got out on the run. They were able to have a lot of defensive activity, able to get defensive rebounds, score in the paint, all those different things. But of course, as I've talked about, you know, the we know what the Grizzlies are good at when it comes to their roster: creating advantages out on the out on the run, creating advantages in the paint, getting second chance opportunities. The hope coming into this season was that the Grizzlies would actually be able to complement that by also improving their approach from three. And early on, it did seem like that was going to be the case. But in the month of November, the Grizzlies have fallen off a bit. But it's kind of weird because numbers are a bit skewed early on this year because three-point production overall when it comes to the NBA as a whole has certainly fallen off. You know, we've seen recent tweets and, you know, articles and things like that talking about how the struggle from threes this year is a bit down across the league. For instance, the Grizzlies right now are 15th in three-pointers made per game at 11.9 threes per game. They're, 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 um, they have the 17th, uh, they rank 17th in attempts and 20th in three-point accuracy. So that being 15th in makes and 20th in three-point accuracy, those are actually better numbers than the Grizzlies have had over the past two years. But Memphis is shooting 33.5% from three this year. That's a point and a half to two points lower 
than the Grizzlies have actually shot over the past two years. So though in terms of league ranks, the Grizzlies are ranked higher than they have been the previous two years, they're actually making less threes per game. And it's a bit odd when it comes to the league. But in my opinion, it's not at all odd why the Grizzlies are struggling from three. And what it simply comes down to is how the Grizzlies are performing when it comes to the where and when it comes to the how they're shooting their threes. We'll first talk about the where. When I mention where, what I mean is, is that obviously there, there are two clear areas on the court where you typically are going to see your three-pointer shot. Actually, they're the only two areas. Well, at least within reason. Above the break, obviously, and then in the corners. And, and the thing about it is this, is that, you know, different teams, you know, you've got some teams who are going to shoot, you know, near 43-point attempts per night. You've got other teams that are going to shoot, you know, probably 31 to 32 three-point attempts per night. But say on average, an NBA team shot 36 threes on any given night. The way that it breaks down is that typically around 75% of those three-point attempts will come above the break because that's typically where a lot of your activity is going to go. And about 25% are going to happen in the corner. So if a team averaged 36 threes a night, you'd see about 27 threes above the break and you'd see about nine threes in the corner. Well, as we've discussed when it comes to the Grizzlies, one of the aspects that I've talked about, I know Keith Parrish over at Fast Break Breakfast has talked about it, one of the things that really has stood out to try to help the Grizzlies improve overall as a three-point shooting team is in, in those smaller aspects of shooting the three, in this case, featuring the three in the corner, if the Grizzlies could improve there, it could help their overall approach when it comes to shooting the three. And that's exactly what the Grizzlies have done. The Grizzlies so far this year, they are they are seventh in the league when it comes to three-point attempts in the corner, and they're sixth in the league when it comes to three-point accuracy. And that's very important because typically you're going to have more open shots. You're going to have more uncontested shots in the corner because it's going to be harder for the defenses to get to the corner and to react and contest shots. The fact that the Grizzlies are one of the best three-point shooting teams out of the corner in the league is definitely a great development. And last year, we know Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain were among the best three-point shooter, corner three-point shooters in the league. This year, at least early on, um, Kyle Anderson was there. De'Anthony Melton is absolutely automatic, making nearly 60% of his corner three. So the Grizzlies have done a great job of featuring the corner three on a consistent basis as another level of shooting the three to try to get some consistency from beyond the arc. But the problem is, is that once again, those corner threes typically are only making up 25% of the overall three-point attempts for the Grizzlies per game. They're averaging around 26 above the break threes per game. And whether it be pull-up, whether it be in transition, whether it be catch and shoot, the reason why the Grizzlies right now are still, despite their production from the corner, why they're still struggling overall shooting the three, or at least to where they probably, they, or at least right now, they're still in an area where they want to improve, is that they're 27th in the league and above the in above the break threes. When it comes to shooting in the in the area of the court where teams normally shoot, the Grizzlies are 27th in the league right now in shooting those threes. And the thing about it is this, is that that typically is the area where you do want to produce because, again, that's on average where about 75% of each three of each team's threes are attempted, whether it be pull-up, transition, catch and shoot. The goal is, is to be able to find opportunities to where you can make shots from above the break and then be able to support that 
by finding the occasional shot from the corner three. So as good as the Grizzlies have been from the corner, as great as it is to see for them improving their overall production from the corner, it's negated because while they're arguably a top five team in the corner where 25% of their three-point shots come from, they're a bottom five team in accuracy above the break where 75% of their threes come from. So the Grizzlies are going to need to improve making shots where typically they're going to shoot the threes more frequently. And there could be variance that plays into this, but there's also the fact that the Grizzlies need to make more uncontested shots as well. The Grizzlies right now are not making high percentage threes at the level that they would like to. Yes, it could be that they're just not falling, but also making sure that they're getting their form right, making sure that they're focusing on finding high percentage shots. Those are things that are going to lead to them being better when it comes to making three-point shots. So it's great that the Grizzlies have been so productive from the corner. It's great to see that so many different options on the roster can hit that corner three. But the way that that is meant to be beneficial is to support the Grizzlies also making the expected number that that they want to make above the break, which is where they're going to have to get better. But of course, the where only uh, only has a part to do with how well a team shoots the three. The how also matters. And for the Grizzlies to get better when it comes to their overall ability to make above the break threes, they're also going to have to get better when it comes to making those assisted threes We'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, I want to talk about the title sponsor for our show, and that is Shopify. And if you've not heard of Shopify before, it's perfectly fine. But in case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their product. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify point-of-sale systems or, or, or Shopify POS, or point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Go to shopify.com right now slash locked on MBA all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Go grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on MBA. Listen, when it comes to betting and wagering on the Grizzlies, I'm sure it could probably be a bit frustrating with how up and down they've been this season. But if you enjoy wagering and betting in general, now's a great time to do it. The holiday season brings with it so many great opportunities to be able to enjoy. You've got the home stretch of the NFL season, bowl games galore coming up, including championship games, the Heisman Trophy, and bowl games when it comes to college football, and of course the NHL as well. But whatever you like to bet or or wage on, Go to betonline.ag, your number one source. If there's a new and improved website, you can use it on your mobile app, use it on your laptop. But if you go to betonline.ag, you put in the promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, whatever sport or whatever game you'd like to bet on, make sure you use betonline.ag for your best experience as possible. Obviously, the Grizzlies are going to be playing a fun game tonight. Facing off against Shea Gilgis-Alexander and the Oklahoma City Thunder on tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Grizzlies. We'll talk a bit about 
the game itself, obviously, recap that game, but also look at just the fun aspects of how there are different ways to go about rebuilding, the way the Thunder are doing it versus the way the Grizzlies are doing it. It's not necessarily saying either way is wrong, but what are the bright spots of both ways that the Thunder or Grizzlies are really trying to put together a long-term core for sustainable success? That and much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So we're talking about how the Grizzlies can improve their overall three-point shooting to support an offense, to make it more consistent, especially with John Morant being out. And we're talking about some unique trends, how the Grizzlies are showing improvement in areas that we have discussed for years now that they really needed to feature to get more consistent from three. But unfortunately, while they're showing while they're showing improvement in those areas, it's where they shoot, it's how it's where or how they shoot the three most consistently that they're struggling. For instance, I just talked about it. The Grizzlies are a top five team, arguably, right now when it comes to corner three-point production in games, but they're also a bottom five team when it comes to three-point production from above the arc. The problem is, is that where the Grizzlies are struggling, that's where 75% of their threes will occur on the court versus where they're having success, where only 25 of their threes will come from. That's the where aspect of shooting the threes. Well, a similar trend comes into play with the how the Grizzlies are shooting their threes. And in this instance, what I mean, I'm talking about the ability to shoot assisted threes versus unassisted threes. Another way of putting it is catching shoot three-point opportunities versus pull-up three-point opportunities. And that's a theme that I've talked about and many others have talked about basically since Memphis, the Grizzlies have been in Memphis for years, decades now even. We've all talked about how the one thing that wasn't there during the Grizzlies' first three years as a playoff team, the one thing that wasn't there during the grit and grind era, the one thing that's needed for this next generation of Grizzlies is a reliable or multiple reliable shot creators from distance who can hit the three consistently. Now, we certainly are seeing improved talent from players like John Morant, DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and others who are improving shooting or who, who are improving in terms of not only creating their shot, but the accuracy when they create their own shot. And numbers are backing that up. Much like the Grizzlies are, sh are, are shooting very well when it comes to corner threes, they're actually shooting very well on pull-up threes as well. The Grizzlies right now, rank eighth, eighth in the NBA in accuracy, in pull-up three-point percentage. They are eighth in the NBA. During the 19-20 season, the 2019-2020 season, just two years ago, the Grizzlies were last in the league on pull-up three-point accuracy. This year, they're eighth. So the Grizzlies have made a good improvement. They've made a very big improvement when it comes to shooting the three on pull-up three-point opportunities. But just like the corner three was such a small part of where the Grizzlies shot the three overall, the pull-up opportunities that the Grizzlies look at, it's only a small part of how they shoot the threes overall. The Grizzlies are 28th in the league when it comes to the amount of pull-up three-point opportunities that they shoot per game. In other words, it again is about 25% of their total three-point output, about 25% of the Grizzlies' three-pointers come from the pull-up variety, a small portion of things. So while it's great that the Grizzlies have shown improvement when it comes to shooting the pull-up three, the overall impact of that improvement still is not that big of a deal because such a small portion of the Grizzlies' three-point shots actually come 
via being created by a player or through the pull-up variety, however you want to describe it. Where the Grizzlies do feature the three-point shot, where they do create or where they how they do focus on making or you know shooting three-point shots is catch and shoot opportunities. The Grizzlies are 10th in the league when it comes to catch and shoot three-point attempts per game. And again, when you look at how many of the Grizzlies threes per game are catch and shoot opportunities versus how many are pull-up threes, about 75% of the Grizzlies threes per game are catch and shoot. About 25% are pull-up opportunities. And where did the Grizzlies rank on catch and shoot accuracy right now? 27th in the league. That is correct. 27th in the league. The Grizzlies are finding it very tough to hit three-point shots when they're assisted. And we're talking about shots that typically are leading to high-percentage looks, that are leading to potentially uncontested looks. The Grizzlies, I mean, Coach Taylor Jenkins has talked about it several times in the post-game press conferences. They're getting the shots that they like. They're just not falling. When we're a fourth of the way through the season, the Grizzlies really need to start making sure those shots are falling, making sure that they've got their right base, making sure that the form's in place, making sure that they are fully focused on shooting the three. The Grizzlies are finding the opportunities that they're looking for, but finding those opportunities are only as good as if you're consistently making them. And the Grizzlies do need to improve their ability in catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities. So that's what it comes down to when it comes to the Grizzlies' three-point struggles. They are improving in the supporting areas of shooting the three, whether it be in the corner where they're a top-five team in the league or on pull-up opportunities. The areas where we've talked about they really need to improve to make the three-point shot more consistent, the Grizzlies are doing that, and it's great to see. But unfortunately, the progress that the Grizzlies have made in those areas are negated by the fact that the Grizzlies are struggling mightily right now from the sources where the majority of their threes come from. And that's what the Grizzlies are really going to have to focus on doing. They're going to have to focus on getting better at making threes when it comes in the form of how they most frequently do, whether it be above the break or in catch-and-shoot opportunities. But here's the encouraging thing. Typically, you're going to find that catch-and-shoot opportunities are going to usually be made at a higher percentage than pull-up opportunities. And right now, that's where the real unique trend comes in place. Along with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the um, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Grizzlies are one of only three teams right now that have a better accuracy, 35.1% on pull-up three opportunities, than they do on catch-and-shoot opportunities at 32.6%. Typically, NBA teams are going to shoot better in catch-and-shoot opportunities than pull-up opportunities because, logically, the ball is going to move faster than humans are, and so the ball movement will allow, in catch-and-shoot opportunities, will allow for there to be more space to shoot the three for teams than a team than someone creating their own shot. Another thing is, is that last year, the Grizzlies shot 36.2% from three on catch-and-shoot opportunities. This year, they're at 32.6. So there should be some positive regression coming in time for the Grizzlies. As a matter of fact, the Grizzlies make 8.8 catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities this year. Last year, they made 8.5. So they're actually making more catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities this year 
But the reason why they're lower, there's a lower percentage is because they're attempting three more catch-and-shoot opportunities per game. What all those numbers mean is that the Grizzlies are finding their shots more often. They're finding more favorable looks now through ball movement and catch-and-shoot opportunities than they have in the past. The shots just start to have just have to start falling. And so if the Grizzlies right now are shooting 4% worse on catch-and-shoot opportunities this year versus last year, if there could be some positive regression, you might be able to see in several games moving forward an extra three or six points on the scoreboard for the Grizzlies, and that can make all the difference in the world for them to be able to win games. So yes, the Grizzlies right now are struggling shooting the three, but the encouraging sign is is that they're actually improving in the supporting areas. They're improving in areas of weakness this year versus last year, shooting the corner three and accuracy on pull-up opportunities. If the Grizzlies can simply start getting more consistent on hitting good looks on assisted threes or catch-and-shoot opportunities, which is typically easier to improve upon than creating your own shot, if the Grizzlies can simply each week start making four or five or six more catch-and-shoot three-point opportunities, it's going to make all the difference in the world for their three-point shot to get accurate. So, yes, they are struggling a bit right now. There are some pretty unique trends when it comes to why exactly they are struggling, but the encouraging sign is is that if the Grizzlies can simply get back now, when they're a better overall three-point shooting roster, if they can simply get back now, to making the easier version of shooting the three and catch and shoot opportunities, which we expect positive regression to eventually occur, that will allow for them to be that league average level that they want to be shooting the three, which will certainly be a big boost to their offense, especially with John Morant being out. But in terms of the Grizzlies play with John Morant out, once again, they have been playing quite well. But that, besides the fact that they've been playing well and have beat the Kings and the Raptors, a tough matchup waits for them tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I simply call it a trap game. Because even without John Morant, this is a game that the Grizzlies should win. But last year, last March, we ran into a similar situation in which the Grizzlies got burned in a trap game. And that same threat, I do think, exists tonight against the Thunder. I'll discuss that in just a moment. But the other thing I want to discuss with you is this, is that we all love making subscriptions. We all love trying things out when it comes to, you know, magazine or online subscriptions, you know, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a source of articles that you want to read. You want to try it out, you know, whatever it may be. You'll want to try it out for just a small period of time though, for free before you start being charged. But did you know that those free trials are, are basically a scam? Did you know that they were new without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let gritty corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take care of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forget about. On average, people save about $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Of course, once again, I want to thank you for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. So many different choices, though, when it comes to your second listen of the day. Check out the Locked On NBA podcast, or perhaps you enjoy fantasy basketball, the number one fantasy basketball in the world. 
Locked on Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. Check that out for all your fantasy basketball needs. So the Grizzlies, once again, go into a game where they're riding good vibes. They're riding good momentum after beating the Kings and after beating uh, the, the Toronto Raptors. And as I discussed yesterday, December is a very, very critical month for the Grizzlies with the fact that in the four through 10 spots in the West right now, or at least coming in to Wednesday night's games, there is only a half game difference between between the fourth and 10th teams. Only a half game separates seven teams in the West. And the Grizzlies have two games against the, the uh, Mavericks. They have two games against the um, Trailblazers and two games against the Lakers each. And all three of those teams are jumbled up in that group of seven, plus two games against the Sacramento Kings, who are right below that tier at number 11 in the West. And then they also have a game against the two best teams in the NBA in the Suns and the in the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. So the Grizzlies are going to have plenty of games this month where they're either going to be playing teams of similar talent level or more talent level. And what that means is, is that if the Grizzlies want to keep pace, if they want to make the most of this month, even without John Morant, they've got to do well. They've got to get the victories that they're supposed to get. And that starts tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, the Oklahoma City Thunder played last night. They lost 114 to 110 versus the Houston Rockets. And so while that may give you a bit of encouragement, I don't necessarily know if I would be that to encourage because there were a few very important players for the OKC Thunder that set out the game. Darius Baisley, Derek Favors, Josh Giddy, Mike Muscala, Kendrick Williams. It's going to be interesting to see which of those players may be playing tonight. It seems like that a few of them were out due to illness or ankle injuries, what have you. So it's going to be interesting to see how many of those players may be available tonight versus the Grizzlies. Make sure to stay updated on who will be available. But one player that is available for the Oklahoma City Thunder and one player who definitely did a great job against the Grizzlies in leading the Thunder to an unexpected win last March is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He was out for a few weeks back towards the 1st of November, but he's back in full force now. 39 points last night on 12 of 26 from the field. One of the best young talents in the NBA is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So while it's a good thing for the Grizzlies' chances that the Thunder played just last night, this will be they will be on the second half of a back-to-back -back on the road. The big key comes to this. Can the Grizzlies slow down Shea Gilgis-Alexander? That's really what matters in this game, in my opinion, for the Grizzlies. Can they slow down Shea Gilgis-Alexander? But the other thing that stands out along with that is making sure that the Grizzlies' ability to defend the three, like they've shown over the past two games, it shows up once again. Because the Thunder attempt the seventh highest amount of three-point attempts per game in the NBA. They're not that accurate from it, but that's the exact, the exact blueprint that I talked about last year before their game against the Thunder. The Thunder came into a game in March. The Grizzlies were playing very well, and they needed to get a game. It was a game where they were ahead by, I believe, nine or ten points going into the fourth quarter, and then Alexa, uh, Alexei Pokashevsky, Gilgis Alexander, others just caught fire from three, and the Thunder wound up winning. But I talked about it then, and I'll talk about it now. The Grizzlies have got to make sure they defend the three well because last year coming into the game, the Thunder were fifth in the league in three-point attempts, and that's what burned the Grizzlies. The Thunder got hot shooting the three. And as we've seen this season, it's happened numerous times. It's why the Grizzlies are among the league's worst at defending the three, at least before the last two games. 
you can't allow the thunder to be able to catch fire. Like so many teams that had not been well doing well shooting the three, they finally had their breakout game against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies must avoid that happening tonight against the Thunder. And the reason why it's going to be even more important for the Grizzlies to guard against the Thunder from making their threes is because though the Thunder overall aren't necessarily that good themselves defending the three, Lou Dort, who should be available, he had another very good game last night as well. If he's available, you would have to imagine that he likely is going to get Desmond Bain to guard. And we all know, we've all heard how good Lou Dort is in terms of his defense. Desmond Bain could find the ability to produce a bit harder tomorrow or tonight than he has over the past few games. So if Desmond Bain is negated a little bit by Lou Dort, it's going to have to take others stepping up. You know that Dylan and Jaron likely will step up as they've been doing over the past few games, but perhaps a good shooting night from DeAnthony Melton or another big scoring night from Brandon Clark off the bench. Those type of things certainly could be a great development for the Grizzlies. So obviously slowing down Shea Gilgis-Alexander to whatever extent that you can, not allowing for the Thunder to be able to find their success for threes like so many other teams have had because the Thunder are going to be shooting them. It's going to be a lot like Minnesota, who puts a big emphasis on shooting the three frequently but doesn't make too many of them. Well, we know against the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves have had a field day making threes. The Grizzlies have got to make sure that they don't allow for that to happen. And then them themselves on offense, if Lou Dort or others were to negate the overall ability for Desmond Bain to shoot the three, others are going to have to step up and make the threes themselves. But again, another underlying factor is simply this. The Thunder, even if so, if Josh Giddy plays, if Darius Baisley, if others play, yes, that depth will certainly help out the, uh, the Thunder. And it also is going to be interesting to watch the status of Kyle Anderson, who right now is questionable with back soreness himself. For the Grizzlies, the other big thing is this, is that you know Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be tough enough to stop on his end. The Grizzlies have got to make sure they don't let another Thunder player really step up and deliver. Last year, it was Alexa Pokashefti, Poku, if you will. He had possibly one of his best games as a rookie in last year's game, and that was a big reason why the Thunder won. The Grizzlies have got to make sure players like a Lou Dort or a Josh Giddy if he plays, or an Alexa Pokashevsky, they don't let those players, those level of players, step up and have a big game like we've seen other secondary or you know unlikely sources step up again. Again, it's that unlikely source aspect of things. Don't let an unlikely source have a big game. That's what the Grizzlies have got to avoid. So limiting Shea Gilgis-Alexander as much as they can, making sure they defend the three so the Thunder do not get into a rhythm early on, stepping up from others when it comes to shooting the three. If Desmond Bain is a bit negated from the good defense that you're likely going to see from Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Lou Dort, but then in general, the Grizzlies just simply need to make sure that they're the ones who have the third or fourth best player on the roster step up and have a good game versus the Thunder. Even if Josh Giddy plays and Derek Favors plays and Darius Baisley plays and Kyle Anderson were to be out, even without John Morant, in my opinion, the Grizzlies still obviously have the best talent between these two teams in tonight's game. Another big key is, can those best talents step up? Another big game from Jaron Jackson Jr., an efficient scoring night for Dylan Brooks will go a long way to helping the Grizzlies win. So once again, the Grizzlies improving in shooting the three, in the aspects of shooting the three that they most frequently execute during games. 
That will be a big key for the Grizzlies tonight, but also making sure nobody else big steps up for the Thunder and defending the three well, that will go a long way to help the Grizzlies get a third straight win and start off December on a good note. Hey, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thanks so much for joining us here on Locked on Grizzlies. We'll be back with you tomorrow recapping the Oklahoma City Thunder game and also looking at the rebuilds of both the Grizzlies and the Thunder, which is more potentially successful, which may be the better blueprint moving forward. We'll discuss that on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Follow the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at StatsSAC. Hit that subscribe button below here on YouTube. Listen, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Have a wonderful Thursday.